Welcome back to the podcast on everything. I'm your host, Dan Berlin. I have a really exciting podcast today, which I'll get into in a second. Just an update on the podcast. We have a new logo being drawn right now by someone who's a, a fantastic artist and she is in school to be a nurse. So she's going to get on the podcast with some really interesting diseases, which is kind of blowing my mind, like the crazy diseases people can get. So I'm really looking forward to that from my friend Yvonne. Um, also, check out the website, thepodcastoneverything.com, for updates on the show. There will be many updates coming soon, so be on the lookout for that. Um, but let's get into the show, which has um, a person I've known since third grade. So besides my family members, I've known this person probably the longest um, since I've been on the planet and stay in communication with. And his name is Brady. He is living in Texas right now, and I do not live in Texas. So he is on vacation here. And we're just going to kind of spitball a few ideas back and forth. He is going to be on the show quite often. We have a lot of ideas on uh, future episodes, so be on the lookout for that. And, um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. So here is episode 22 um, with Brady. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's nice to be back here. I'm enjoying the weather. Uh, it's nice in fall. Uh, in San Antonio right now, it's probably about 93 to 95. It does have a nice low this week of about 60 to 70. Um, but yeah, I'm glad to be back. It's, it's nice to be able to fish and hang out with uh, probably my best friend since third grade. Yeah. Um, but yeah. we, have some, we have good topics as well to talk about. And I think, uh, I think we have some good uh, ideas as well. Yeah, so... Um Today, me and Brady, it's Yom Kippur. You're obviously not going to get this episode until after Yom Kippur. Um, so I have the day off for, you know, being Jewish, which is awesome. So we went fishing. First cast, Brady throws. He brings back a 20-inch channel cat. Big old haul. 20-pound <laughs> catfish. <laughs> Thing just woke up, but smelled the smelled the, the, the delicious scent of a fat uh, night crawler. First cast, I wasn't even barely awoke because I had my wobble coffee in the right hand. And uh, my buddy Dan's like, ooh, that looks pretty pretty hefty. And we pulled it in pretty nice, and uh, I guess the rest of the day was basically setting the tune. Yeah. I mean, it was like, if we, it's like the Dave Chappelle, since we're probably going to talk about Dave Chappelle a lot. They, like, when he talks about Michael Jackson and the kids, he's like, man, if I'm starting up here, imagine where it can go. Well, for us fishing, it only went down. It didn't go. We, we had the roller coaster going. We got to the top right away as soon as we got there. Caught a couple small guys the next couple hours, and then it kind of bottomed out where we still had a good time. The weather was great, and uh, we ended up just finishing the ride safely. So, yeah, so it was it was a good good day of fishing, nice and relaxing. I got to think about the uh, sins I've done in my last year because that's what we're just <laughs> supposed to do for Yom Kippur. Um, yeah, and now we're doing a podcast at night, kind of wrapping up the day. Um, me and Brady, we don't go fishing that often because he moved in 2016, yep. 2016, yep. 2016 moved in June of 2016 from the Del Marva area all the way down to San Antonio. And um, why the hell would you do that, Brady? So I ended up moving just to, I have family in Houston and uh, I've always wanted to move back. I'm originally from Houston. I moved here when I was about seven or eight. Uh, we came up to Delaware. Great time. Great area. I've always been kind of fond of going back to Houston, just the area and the 
the locale. I'm a huge Texas sports team as far as the Longhorns, Cowboys, Houston Rockets when they're uh, not not blowing the games in the Western Conference Finals. but <laughs> Or uh, pissing off a whole country <laughs> of two billion people. <laughs> I don't know. China's, China's a pretty big uh, pretty country to not be on your side. But uh, I moved down there. I took an opportunity with insurance, and that's kind of what I do now as far as an agent. Um, love the area. have not really been to San Antonio. I visited. Uh, me and my uh, fiancé at the time, we visited for a couple of days, picked up the area. I kind of sold her on the 40 wineries that were uh, about within an hour north of us. Austin's close by. It's very good locale. Also, pretty dry. Um, I do like winters, but I am not a big fan on low temperatures for more than a week. So it kind of worked out. So. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I'm realizing three seasons are better than four because with the fourth one, you have like long johns. And snow removal, and it sucks ass. <laughs> um, and also, um, you know, your, your normal commute in the morning, not only do you have to take a nice warm shower when you go, but then all of a sudden you, you get out to your car, and A, it doesn't start because it's negative 2 degrees, or B, you got 20 minutes of ice cleaning off your windshield. So, Yeah, and I'm not a big fan of that. So, um, Brady lives in San Antonio, so you lived in the Delmarva area, now you live in San Antonio. How would you compare the two? Very, very different. Uh, good in both ways, as far as both areas. Also very different, as far as um, the amount of people. San Antonio is a nice city. It's a beautiful city. Very good to visit. Uh, one thing that really sold us on the idea is it's a big city, but it's also a small town feel as far as people are very close-knit with family, and as well as their own immediate family. They have kids, and everything's kind of low-key. A lot of things to do with your family as well if you have young kids. So I figured in the next 10 to 15 years, it'd be a good place to grow. Um, there's a lot of different things. I think the, um, the 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 vastness of Texas is a little bit different than Delaware and Philadelphia, anything like that. 45 minutes is a typical drive time just to go to a couple exits down the street on our highways there. And we have compared, yeah, compared to here, is that... Yeah, compared to here where you can be, and I mean, I guess also knowing it for 20 years, but I think here you can be somewhere within 15 minutes, be at a friend's house within 20 minutes. If it's 30 minutes, you're probably not going to see it until the next day. <laughs> here, it's kind of a given. Um, and I think that San Antonio's nice. It's growing so big that it's one of those things that um, I think that long-term it's going to be great, but it's also frustrating because you have to deal with traffic all the time, anywhere. Um, I love it, though. Uh, the one thing I hate about it is just the heat of South Texas. And the heat is a little different because it's hot from, like, March all the way till probably about now-ish till the end of October, which is different than here where you have seasons. There is no fall. It's hot, cold for a week, and then warm again. So uh, that's a big aspect of it. Whereas here, I actually get to see the trees change color. So yeah, uh, just, the temperature drops about 20 to 30 to 40 degrees. That's great. You can actually use your winter clothes. So Yeah, I... I love that um, you can see the leaves change, but what disappoints me the most is that knowing right after these leaves change, it's going to be super cold, mm -hmm. and it's going to be cold until after my birthday, and like right at the <laughs> beginning of March Madness, like this is going to suck. And you need but... numerous <laughs> pairs of uh, clothes. Uh, the good news is, though, is sometimes in Texas in the wintertime, you may start off the day with jeans, and in the middle of the day, you can switch to shorts if you need to, if you have the extra pair, but... Um, they're both very comparable. San Antonio is very good with things to do. 
I got friends and family coming into town. Let's go to the Riverwalk if you haven't seen it. If you're not, let's go to Seawall. It's five minutes from my house, ten minutes from my house. Uh, if you want to go get some wine, we have wineries within an hour away, north. If you want to go camping, there's, I believe, over 90 state parks within eight to ten Holy hours. Crap. But at the same time as people think, oh, Texas is this, this, and this, Texas is also a 10 to 12-hour drive across the state. So if you do the math as far as 12 hours of driving from Delaware or Maryland, pretty much in the Carolinas, and you have half the East Coast covered. So it's kind of the same kind of thing. So Yeah, so I have a few things up about San Antonio. So let's test your knowledge real quick. Let's, on, let's try it. On your, home, your hometown now. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the nickname for San Antonio? Military City, USA. Any other ones? Alamo, uh, Alamo City. Um, San Antonio could also be. <laughs> that's all I know right now. Military City, and Alamo uh, City. River City, the two ten. Okay. This is all according to Wikipedia. Mm, so somebody's editing that. The two, I do have two ten <laughs> fishing on my truck. FYI, um, which is the area code. So the model or the motto. You can say it in Latin or you can say it in English. I really have no idea. Cradle of freedom. Never would have guessed. How <laughs> do you even know? How do you? I mean, I guess it sounds good. I just never... Where do you find this besides Wikipedia? What's Delaware or Maryland's uh, motto? Stay alive. No, 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 no. no. Don't go to Baltimore. (laughs) Fly equals fly? Sure. Yeah, I can tell you Wilmington's is a place to be somebody. But besides that, I couldn't tell you any off the top of my head unless I see the sign. And then like, oh yeah, that's what that one is. Oh, because I thought Delaware's... They're normally on welcome signs when you get to the town. It's true, and they change it every couple years. I thought it was every hour's happy hour. But that that could is just be, an awful one to do. That's like everyone drinks here. <laughs> that could just be the way that my diet has been set up as far as just when there's a beverage available. Anyways, but all right. Um, um, city square miles. How holy cow! Thick. All right, so I know there's between like 1.1 and maybe 1.2 or 1. Point, like 1.9 million. I'm not sure it grows. Uh, square footage or square mileage? I have no idea. I know it does take a while because things are spread out. So I would say. Across the city is probably at least 50 to 60 miles across. Square footage-wise, probably close to 3,000 maybe, 50 by 30. Um, Within the city limits, 465 square miles. So that's literally like 20 by 22 square miles. That's pretty big for just a city. And I'm too lazy to look up what the other averages are. (laughs) (laughs) All right, how many people live in your city? You can say metro or regular. Uh, It's different because inside the county, it's probably 1.2, 1.4. Close, 1.5. Well, dang, man, that was, we just moved there like two years ago. What's going on in this thing? It's crazy. That's a big, pretty, it's a pretty big growth. And that's why it takes hours to get to work or to go anywhere. So. Yeah, the metro city is about 2.5. Wow. All right, for cities in America, where does it fall for population? Well, as of like a year or two ago, I think about six or seventh in the country. Where is it now? Seven. Oh, good. That's good. Because I know it was like 14th and then it like jumped with yeah. the population growth. So. Yeah. All right. The next one. Who the hell is the mayor of your city? Uh, uh, Ron Nuremberg. <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> yeah, he was actually getting <laughs> voted out by Greg uh, Brock, 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 Brockenhaus, I think, I believe. Because I, I know that uh, on Facebook I heard about it. I'm not too... I'm about... Five percent on the politics. I'm not sure what they stand for. I know that uh, Nuremberg has a little bit more liberal viewpoints, which is fine. Um, but at the same time, as I'm not, I'm not caught up to date with that. 
Well, you've only lived there for a few years. It seems like you know a decent amount. Um, favorite place to eat? Uh, surprisingly, there's this, there's this real local place you need to try out. And it's about five miles from my house. It's awesome because it has a drive-thru. And it's also almost 24 hours. It's called Burger King. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the favorite place to eat um, in the whole city? I don't know. We have a place called uh, La Violas, which is off of 151. That one's good for Mexican food, Tex-Mex, stuff like that. It's yeah. an awesome atmosphere. It's very good size, so you have large parties. And I have no affiliation with this. I just know that my wife likes to go. When friends and family are in town, we go. Uh, hopefully, we get a free gift card for mentioning their name. But it's, it's <laughs> nice for being outside because they do have, like, uh, when the weather's cooler out, they do have different bars set up so people can order drinks and they have servers outside. They have misty fans if it's too hot, and I know inside that there's always people having parties there as far as uh, big tops, but that's one of them. Uh, we do have a place that we tried sushi that we go once in a blue moon. It's called Goro Sushi, and it's off, I think, Vance Jackson, close to downtown. Otherwise, we're sticking to the local stuff. Uh, Whataburger's big there. Um, it's real nice, especially late nights when you've indulged in the happy hours. Um, other local food, there's also Rudy's Barbecue. And that's really good because you have brisket and you can buy by the pound for sausage, things like that for authentic Texan barbecue. Um, there's a couple locations around the city as well as I think in Houston across the state. And then HEB, the grocery store there, is literally the only grocery store I know of. Um, whereas the East Coast, that's a big difference. You have a couple of different um, grocery stores. We have Acme, Pathmark, Super G. What other ones can you think of just within this area for just shopping? for Not Walmart. Wegmans. Wegmans, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I have to think about it. Yeah, yeah but I know a ton. there's Aldi now. It's popping up. Aldi's everywhere. pretty good, and I know that HEB is huge there. Where they're basically you can buy anything from there, but uh, that's where I go for that. So, mm-hmm. um, dude, I get nervous. I don't know about about you or your thoughts on this, but like sushi from a place that's not near water, gas stations. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the middle of Nevada. There's not much <laughs> water around us. What are we eating? Gas station sushi. It's only it's half price clearance because it expired <laughs> two days ago. Yeah, um, like I want like I've never really talked to anybody from Nebraska that I'm aware of. But if I did, I would be like, do you have sushi there? Like, do you have lobster? Like, <laughs> how quickly does it get there? How does it taste? And what's like, the turnaround time on that? Yeah, <laughs> what's the shelf life? Is someone driving or are they flying it to your to your state? It would be interesting to talk to somebody from there and just ask, or like Wisconsin, they're big for cheese, but it'd be interesting to ask them different processes, because I know a lot of people like sushi and it's big, um, but I think it is a coastal kind of thing, right? It should be. I mean, I've never been to the what you call the flyover states, so ah. I can't really speak on what they eat seafood-wise ah, or water-wise. I don't know if they get it from like the Mississippi River. <laughs> How much tax do you pay to get that bottled water, like in uh, California? How they get the? Uh, they have to. Don't think. I, I heard on a, di- a different podcast. I think it was the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, shout out to him as well because yeah. it's pretty interesting. Um, and he had, uh, I think, Maynard James Keenan, the lead singer of Tool, and a couple other bands. He was talking about how he lives in Arizona. It's I think Scottsdale or Phoenix. But what he was talking about is. That's where California, I think, gets their water from the springs of Arizona, and then they pay to, I guess, get it into California. That's why it's expensive. Yeah, I've heard that when I talked to someone from Colorado, 
and I was talking about how awesome Vegas is, and she was like, they take all our water, and they suck, <laughs> and I never thought about it, I'm like, oh yeah, like these cities that don't really belong in areas because they have no water, how the heck do they sustain themselves for so long? It's like, oh, because you take everyone else's water. And how much do they pay extra? Like, is it like a cell phone yeah. bill where you pay extra <laughs> charges and you don't know about it until you're done? What if it's a thirsty month? Are you paying double or triple? Do you know how much you're going to be paying per gallon? Yeah. Or do you have to budget on how much you can sweat and how much you can take in? Yeah. So. I've never had to think about that because where I've lived has been a city that or a town that's been on the coast. Because huh. I lived in South Carolina, which we'll talk about. But now I live in Delaware and Maryland. And we're right near water. So water has never been an issue for me. Growing up, I can like keep the faucet on and not have a problem. <laughs> well, you want to be water conscious, I think. I'm, yeah. yeah. Don't, but I'm don't like, keep it on while you're brushing your teeth and watching the game, forgetting about the water faucet. Yeah, but like, what about, yeah, yeah. I've never thought about like a city that lacks a huge river that they're not going to like run dry. Yeah. I've never had that issue. And that is very interesting to think about because in, in this day and age compared to even 50 to 100 years ago, if you think about natural resources, that's what people literally had to do, and that was their life goal to survive. Now we have, and my brother-in-law Victor in Houston mentioned it, people now can't afford to be lazy because everything can be provided with them. As long as they pay a certain cost or a surcharge, it's given to them. Oh, you're hungry? Uh, grocery stores will deliver to your house. You pay $5 fee or whatever for delivery fees. You order online. You can even click every week to send it to you. You got your groceries. Back then, you burned calories because you had to go hunt. You had to go go after a deer. You had to stock it down. If you didn't catch any fish, family's not going to eat. They're going to get skinny. It's going to be issues. So, I mean, yeah, we still have countries in which the women go like five miles to get a bucket, like a five-gallon bucket of water. And, and you know what's – yeah, and that's crazy. And it's just and, – and I think uh, a lot of things with the, the media or anybody in general is that – Stories are created because people are bored with what they have to do with life. When, you know, even 20, 30, 60 years ago, it changes each generation because of the fact that people were too busy to think about it. People didn't care about a show about Kardashians or anything on e-television because they're too busy trying to take care of their families and feed them, whether it's hunting, whether it's working 10, 12-hour days in New York City, just like in Mad Men where they have to come home and... They have their family that they're feeding for. The wife doesn't work because that's just part of the culture. And they're the main breadwinners. So I think it's interesting how time does change over. Yeah, like it's just crazy to think about 100 years ago, 20 years ago, and even 20 years ago how much society has changed and how lazy people have gotten. And now, well, got a phone call. We got a call in. Who is it? call in. Who is it? Hey, Daniel, you're on the podcast before. Do you want to be on the podcast right now? All right. Let me talk to you in a little bit. (laughs) All right. See ya. That was Daniel Thayer. He was on an awesome podcast about how New Jersey sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And I think he was driving, so I think the cops going off in the background. Probably not a good indication if he should be talking on the phone or not. Yeah, but... um... Yeah, I have no idea where I was at. Uh, oh, we were talking about how uh, lifestyles change every generation and how life gets usually easier. Yeah. Now, you can stress out about it, but it's more of like, what should I wear tomorrow or what's my friends going to think of me? Yeah. When in reality, is that going to help you survive? Maybe, if it's going to help you get a different job. But at the same time, is it physically or uh, what's the word? Um, essentials? Your essentials are still going to be uh, what you need to eat, drink. Ooh, what you need to eat and drink. Um, Taking care of family, 
Um, also, entertainment-wise, we have way more time for entertainment or things that can entertain us compared to back then when you'd go to a circus back in the 1930s for a couple hours, and that was your monthly entertainment, maybe or even the year there. How yeah. how important was the fair back then? State like, fair? People were like, eh, who needs the blowfish? That was 20 years ago. I'm not going to the Delaware State Fair. Yeah, there's a few things that you brought up that I want to um, talk about, but like... Yeah, like think about how many TV channels we have now, mm-hmm. how many people are in the entertainment industry, podcast-wise, TV-wise, radio, which is kind of dying, but still how many people are in it. And then you have movies. Like think about how many movies are being made a year now compared to 20 years ago. Like technology has gotten so cheap that everyone has a platform. Now you have the cell phones, which, you know, I got the phone call. Like that didn't exist. Like 25 years ago, everyone has that. I read in National National Geographic, refugee camps, every single person has like a cell phone. It's yep. crazy yeah. the amount of technology people have in their hands and what is capable of happening now. And and then you get into the media like, well, can you influence all these people at once? And that is a scary-ass thing. And not only that, if people... With the media, what define media? I guess media can be anything. It can be a voice. It can be radio. It can television, be an app. App, newspaper, Facebook's huge because it's social media, which means everybody can contribute to it, whether it's right or wrong. Um, and I think what's important about it is basically with social media, they're getting better at curbing it. A lot of people, including me, need breaks from it because I think it's a lot of stimulus or stimuli at once, which sometimes like it's too much. It's not just pressure about who you should be or what you should post, or about likes. It's more about how much information can you take in and comprehend at once. Because sometimes if you go through a news feed or something where it literally updates you with, you click on it every 10 seconds. If you have hundreds or thousands of friends, even if you have dozens of friends, you're seeing what everybody can voice. And if you take all that in at once, I think it can overwhelm you to the point where you want to step away for a little bit just to clear your mind, which is great. I think everybody should try that. And I think that would help reduce any anxieties or at least comparisons. So, yeah, there's a podcast I will listen to every now and again. And I just heard, yeah, I just heard that there is a town and there's going to be like a few towns that are starting up in which you cannot bring cell phones, you cannot bring technology into these areas. And I really want to see if these start up, what the mindsets are, because I've seen people... Uh, where I work, we basically take away cell phones from kids for a week. And you're like, you have to interact with each other. You have to do... And, like, the mindset reverts back to, like, what you used to be and, like, how you have to communicate. Now, granted, some people, like, back in the day on subways, they would just read newspapers and not communicate with anybody. But, like, when you put people together in a big group, like, you don't have these types of mindsets in which they... They feel like they're alone, which is basically what a cell phone is doing to people. It's like taking them, putting them alone, but they have their own media, they got their own things, so like they're in their own world and they think everything's fine until they have to interact with others. And, and I think it's, it's crazy to crazy to see as a whole just people's mindsets now with media and social media with kids and adults and how it functions now. And one thing to add to that, I think, and I've seen it covered a ton of times, so it's not like we're coming up with these original ideas. I think we're just contributing to or reinforcing what I've seen. And, of course, everybody has a different opinion. 
And also, everybody's different. Some people hate social media, some people hate Facebook, and there's nothing wrong with that. They're not lonely, or they're not uh, antisocial, they just don't want everything to be uploaded, and their lives being constantly connected. I think that's important, too. I think it's important to step away, or if each person's different. Some people don't need to step away, and they can check it and just go to sleep, and they're good. Some people get addicted to it. I have a habit of looking up any kind of fishing things or anything I'm interested in for hobbies and typing in a Google search and looking at it, and then somehow Facebook ends up selling me the same exact products that I typed the Google search in 10 minutes before. So I know that they get those ad spaces, which can be overwhelming too because it pushes you towards product placement and advertising slash purchasing, which you may not have second guesses with. Um, One thing I do think is important with social media, I think people have to look at it to the point where um, don't always believe everything you read or hear or as far as media and everything. Just basically question it, and if you do question it, look into other sources because that way you can make an educated decision based off of what you've learned in the past as well. Yeah, I think it goes back to what we talked about earlier. Is like Some people are lazy, and if you're the first person to tell them something, and the studies have shown this, they believe that. And then even if you present them with new evidence afterwards, I think it's like 60% of the time, or it might be even be higher than that, they still believe the false narrative that was given or what they believe beforehand, even if you present them with the new information. So like you look at the political climate now, if you're the first person to be like, hey, Trump like spoke with the Russians, this and that, even if it's proven it's false, they will still believe that false narrative because... That's what they were given first. And it's a scary thing when it comes to the mind because we haven't had enough time to like adjust to all this technology we have gotten. Like yes. All this technology has been in like this short amount of space. It's been since like World War II since we were like this type of like electronic technology. And the mind doesn't go that quickly. Like Our minds are fantastic, mm-hmm. but not that quick that we can adjust. Like Now we have like eight-year-old kids on... Social apps. Fortnite. Doing playing things. iPads. Yeah. They, they know more about how to unlock an iPad, how to download the apps they want. And the crazy thing about that is tablets, and this is a great way to mention. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome that you can go somewhere. Hey, can I borrow your computer? Can I borrow your iPad? Can I download this app? Can I log in? Can I get my own information? That's amazing. Especially mm-hmm. if, you're not, if everything's secure and you're not getting hacked. If I can just go to somebody's house, even 3,000 miles away, take 10 seconds to download an app, Log in with my login information and literally access any information to show that person. That's amazing. That's data anytime, anywhere you have internet. That's great. The issue with it is is how much time and moderation do you think you can have between watching videos, watching Netflix. And I understand there's different ways to relax, but at the same time, I think moderation for everything is important. Yeah, we, we say that, but like, what is the, what is the point in which it gets... Too out of control. Yeah, like who, right who, now. Yeah. right now, I think it's like eight hours a day. People are on cell phones, and it's wow. increasing. Wow. For for kids, it's a lot more, and I know I know that because I work with like, I got work with them, but like it's increasing. The amount of social media is increasing, mm-hmm. and then the amount of people that can get on social media is increasing. Well, and one thing to add to that, depending on the level of kids, and that's 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 mind boggling. If it's hours that high, I think it's important to. When we grew up, I mean, we're not old, we're in our 30s now, but at the same time, as I remember riding bikes and skidding your knees and hurting yourself and you move on, and then, like, you could play computer games. Yeah, you could do that. You could play different things. Yeah, Genesis was coming out, and, mm-hmm. like, this stuff was coming out. So we played video yeah. games, and we didn't go outside. A handful of us. Yeah, or if it's wintertime, that's, that's fine. Just like anything else from moderation. 
Um, what's important though is being able to talk to somebody and not being to the fact that you're scared. And everybody's scared, whether it's talking to people, public speaking, just being scared to go outside. Or scared of animals. Everybody has fears, but it's important to. I think people can socialize to the point where they can express themselves. Whether it's not just on social media, some people are great at taking selfies, at self-expression, but they may not be great at expressing if they're upset or if they agree with a certain way in, with a human being yeah. in person. I feel like that's where like it's gone crazy. Is like they don't know how to have a disagreement with other people in front of them. Yeah, like they can only handle it on like a computer or like they just scream and then the person's like well like what did you do? and like they disagree and they're like I gotta step away because I don't know how to handle which is fine I, like I don't that. think it should ever be an issue where somebody has to step up I think stepping away is always good just to clear your mind yeah. whether you yeah. want to clarify what you really want to say or think um, also I mean one of those issues that has to do with just media a little bit just touching base on everything is cyberbullying that's huge for those kids that are you know um God bless everybody as far as the the school shootings, the mass shootings, stuff like that, where it's reported in the media. But they do see that a lot of them have had issues mentally as far as red flags. The issue is is that the cyberbullying happens, and people are like, oh, yeah, they said on social media they were always yelling at them or they were making fun of them. And it's like, how many friends, how many people were their good friends? Because, like, that's that's tough, and I think that is the number one reason Again, with crazy people or people that they say are mentally unstable, that's a tough thing to diagnose unless you're a doctor. Yeah. Uh, with the gun control, I know they go into that fact about taking away gall guns. I don't think that's the issue. I think the cyberbullying is a big thing as far as what the last 20 years that you've really been hearing about mass shootings. It's usually bullying, right? Yeah, it is, and they don't feel like they're a fit with the norm of the community that they're in. I think that's the main thing. Is They don't feel normal. They feel lonely, and they feel not depressed, but they feel upset about how their views don't align with everybody else, whether it's school or work or whatever, or they're just frustrated. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it's tough to have even more of a comparison when you maybe check the news or check Facebook to see what other people are doing, and it's you get torn down. I think that can be tough for people. Yeah. So I think... Dude, like, there could be so many ways to go. Like, there's some people now that, like, don't want to have kids. They're like, why would I bring a kid into this world? And, like, like the world sucks. You're getting bullied. Also, it's like, what's the point? That's kind of like their mindset. And I feel like a lot of it comes down to like the communities now in which like you don't have a person that is like a mentor talking to these people, taking them aside like, hey, man, this stuff happens. Like you're getting bullied. Like just get off of it. Like uh, this and that. But like they're like, well, like what am I going to do with my time? Like I have to be on. I'm not going to be part of the community. It's like by you being on there is like separating you from the community and by being bullied. And I'm not a I'm not any kind of doctor, but I think it's tough for people that are especially in school. Like I know high school and middle school for anybody is pretty much one of the toughest times. If you succeed in it, and you're like the star athlete. That's one thing, but then maybe you don't develop the right life skills to succeed long term, like another forty years. Dude, high school could be like high school, middle school are like the worst times you can ever be because your brain is changing, your body's changing. Weekly, monthly, daily. Yeah, if you don't have someone like helping you out talking to you through these situations like because they're at work they're getting money so that they can raise you and like you don't have anyone to talk to like hey like what does this change why am i growing hair like no one's telling you shit about anything Mm -hmm. your mind's all screwed up and then all of a sudden you got older people that are like experimenting doing crazy things Mm -hmm. maybe experimenting with drugs who knows like it is a crazy time in your life 
to be I like to be growing. <laughs> and yeah, what's what's just crazy because I mean everybody's probably even back in the forties and fifties you see movies where uh, one of my favorite movies, A Christmas Story. What does he do? He confronts his bully. And he beats the shit out of him. And he has... Ralphie beats the shit out of him, gets the soap bar in his mouth because he got caught cussing. Uh, and what happens is basically, you know what, he stopped the bully. He confronted him. But now... And, and it's not like... I mean, the, one of the biggest issues I think nowadays is mass shooters. And it, it's terrible. Uh, one way they can curb that is not mention their names, but mention their characteristics where they lived and the victims and honor them. I think... Um, I don't know. Maybe it may not work, but it could be worth an attempt. I think there's like 12 steps, yeah. which is weird. There's, like, no, there's no... There's, there's, like, no. There's, like, there's like 12 things that like It's not a happen. cookbook. It's not going to yeah. be... It's not like, well, fix. yeah, we, yeah, we do this and it's solved. It's like, it could be that. It could also be, you know, like the medication. It could be yeah. like the lack of a father figure. Yeah. It could be like... Lack of voice or reason. You don't have a coach mm-hmm. or a mentor you can talk to if you're having mm-hmm. a bad day. Hey, you know what? This girlfriend of mine I had... She disrespected me and broke up with me in front of everybody, and I was so angered by it. They may not have anybody to talk to. Sometimes you can go run to your gym teacher or somebody that you really confide in, or even a parent. Some of these people may not have parents that are there to help out, and they literally they just use that anger and angst to cause a lot of bad problems. Yeah, so. and like a lot, some of it could be diet, like a thing. There's so many things, like to like probably have a bullet point, like if we get rid of guns, problem solved. No, because I can think of a thousand ways. Like, I can drive a car into a mall, and I, I can take out, like, 20 people. They might not be the people that I want to get, like, that are bullying the shit out of me, but I can get rid of a lot of people, yep. and thanks to media, people will know who the hell I am, at least for, like, a week. Yeah. But, yeah. So, like, I think it's, I think there's, I think, I don't know, there's no, there's no clear cut. That's no. why it's such a tough issue for that, for mass shootings. I think that's, that's a terrible thing. They show them to victims for sure. Or even things like um, the Las Vegas shooting. I know I haven't planned to talk about it, but the Vegas shooting is kind of a red flag cover-up, kind of. And um, I don't want to, I mean, it's just one of those things that, like, what happened with that? I know there was victims and stuff like that. It's just, things happen with crazy people, and the one thing about crazy is, is there really going to be always an indicator that they were going to go crazy? That's that's the one thing that's weird. And I don't know if media can cover that, and I don't think most, as humans, it's one thing if you're a robot. You may have a glitch. You may have a virus. Yeah. But humans may just, they may not have a reason. That's just how they are. Yeah, well, like, we're a machine. If the yeah. machine's not, like, at the top peak, things happen. Mm-hmm. Like, and it could be a numerous amount of factors. It Plus could be, be stress it, leading up to something bad. It could just be, yeah. it could be anything. One day they just went nuts, and I, I don't yeah. know the yeah. whole... And sometimes crazy is crazy. Sometimes yeah. you just... Crazy, you, crazy. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, you just had a part that didn't connect to another no. part correctly. Could and be, because of yeah. that... You put cats on fans and watch them spin, and, yep. then, and then chemical imbalance could be anything. You could have the greatest life; you just have a chemical imbalance, and that could be the issue. And the issue is they don't go into those details as well. But I think uh, just I think glamorizing the not glamorizing, not meaning to, I guess. But I think if they stopped mentioning names of the people that commit the crimes, we would have a lot decrease in the numbers, which I think is the number one importance. It doesn't matter why, but if there's a huge decrease in the amount of problems with that i think everybody would be happier with that so. yeah and like the other downfall of like mass shootings is both sides immediately go to their bullet points and they focus on those yep. and then it's just like well now we didn't solve it yep. but we solved absolutely nothing yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> well i think we should just agree to disagree sounds good yeah. all right well it was nice meeting you it was good cool and then you know same with politics yeah. i think um 
And I think it's just human nature. I think uh, if anything else, if people feel attacked, I think it's gotten different too. I don't know. I'm I'm not a brainiac. I just know that a lot of times, and, I, and I'm guilty of it myself. I think it's if you don't, uh, if you mention to somebody that you're open minded to it, and it's easier to be receptive of their viewpoints and listen to them and encounter with yours, but at the same time, as be respectful as the other person's viewpoints comes across a little bit better than if you just attack them and say, this person said this, I don't agree with this, I don't agree with Obama, I don't agree with Trump, I don't do this. If you just say you're independent, I'm open to viewpoints, give me your viewpoint, I think it'd be a little bit more receptive for almost everybody. Mm. And since we're Americans, I can't really speak about other countries and how they do it, but like, just like the way the political climate has gotten, like, including guns and all that, in which... Like, now, like, everyone wants to know publicly what your viewpoint is instead of just, like, letting you live your life. And, like, people have different ideas. That is okay. Mm-hmm. Now you have, like, Deborah Messing, who's like, oh, people are going to, like, a Trump dinner. I want to know everyone's name so they get blacklisted. Or unfriend me if you don't yeah, like Hollywood. my views. But, or I'm friends with you because we were <laughs> friends before any kind of politics were brought up. Yeah. And I spoke to Dan about this earlier. And then I said, what's interesting about politics now is, excuse my French, but people need to mind their fucking business. You know why? Because with religion and politics, and even sexual orientation, is it really your business to know? I understand you want to talk politics, but like sexual orientation, I don't care if you're gay, if you're straight. As long as you're a good person, it doesn't matter. I don't think everybody needs to know what's going on in the bedroom, how your views are, and I understand equal rights, which is fine. But I'm just saying, like, everybody decided to get everybody's business, and I think that's where a lot of people started really getting mad and getting sensitive, because... Everybody's going to take offense to somebody coming to their house and saying you can or can't do this, which is true, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's what happened is with social media, somebody may say something in the comfort of their house. I'm not saying this is the right way or the wrong way. I'm just thinking maybe this is where America got so sensitive is people started letting – they would come home from work. They would throw their bag down. They would throw their whatever they had. If they were in school or they were in work, they would come home and just just decompress, just watch TV eat, talk to friends, family, play video games, play outside. And I don't think people have that luxury as much anymore because they still have a phone in their hand where they can go on social media. Yeah, they're never, like, decompressing. (laughs) Which They're always, like, on something and they're getting their body, like, they might see a tweet or whatever that angers them. And then they're just a fume about it. And then, like, they keep going and going. And then they're in arguments all day. Yep. And they don't have, like, a... Nope. A detachment from any of them. And they it. always feel attacked. I mean, think about it. Everybody always feels attacked. Nobody's really laid back and just listening. Mm-hmm. And I understand it because I'm on the phone all day with clients. And it's nothing personal. But for insurance or any kind of deal, for realtors, anybody that deals with people and it's business. And somebody's like, hey, I went with somebody else. Nothing against you. It's just business. You take that slightly sometimes as personal. Like, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. What can I improve? Maybe it's not you. Maybe it's the price. Maybe it's they've known that person for 20 years instead of five years. And there's nothing you can do to that. But I think with social media and how people need time to decompress, it is important to step away from your phone, put it in the corner for an hour or two, watch a show, just go out, read a book, do whatever you want. And I think yeah. that would help out a lot of people. Well, you think about it. Most people, last thing they do before they go to bed, check the phone. Check the phone. I'm First thing they do when they wake up. Check the phone. Ask my wife. My wife is sound asleep in five minutes. I check my phone. I try to do more of uh, info stuff as far as looking up, hey, 
I want to go kayak fishing or I want to go this. I want to go to a state park. I want to go hiking in a couple of days. Let me do some research on that. That's constructive. At the same time as though, you get less sleep. Why can't they wait till tomorrow? Unless you're going to have a, something to do in the morning. It could be. Um, but at the yeah. same time as, yeah, I think you're right. It's that. And then it's like, well, i got to check my emails for work. It's like, you're not working. Yeah. And that's like, something that, that's like, tough. It's an yeah, addiction. Like, this is this is not your life. Enjoy the moments you have away from other things. Enjoy these other things. Find a hobby that you would, that you would like to do. Mm-hmm. And people, I feel like, are losing that. And then they get into these debates with their friends, and then they lose their friends. Yeah, and then and they feel lonely. And then what happens with yeah. loneliness? they got to regroup and figure out what they went wrong. But sometimes... Even with friends, I do appreciate honesty. Even if it's a big mm-hmm. kick in the ass where you're like, dude, you're a dick. You said this to me. I like it. Because you know what? I can sit back and be like, huh, I am human. I guess I misjudged the situation, misjudged the person. And then if you're smart, you can learn from that and either apologize and move on. Or you can take offense and just not talk to that person and you just carry more and more anger. Hmm. Um, and I think that's important to learn and try to, you know, if you value that friendship or... Uh, that relationship with whether it's business or a person, um, you would hopefully change whatever you said, apologize, or move on, and hopefully, you know, long term, you can still keep everything good. Hmm. Now, I do love having a, dis- a good disagreement yep. every now and again because you learn something, and you can always learn from, you know, if you go in with a mindset that, like, this person can teach me something, you will learn something, whether it's a disagreement or not, it's whatever, but... Oh, dude, I think we just went on like a 30-minute tangent. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't even like, written oh, down. Oh, holy crap. I just came off the top. But, I mean, I think it would help people. This and it's nothing yeah. like... One thing I do agree with, with politics. This is probably the only political thing I'm going to say. You can only make headlines if it's an extreme viewpoint as a politician. Am I right or am I wrong? You can't be middle of the road or independent viewpoints and well, be headliner. You think about all the... We have 535 politicians, not including president... And you could probably name like six of them, seven of them, like maybe right three. off the bat. Yeah. yeah, like the average person could probably name a handful if they can on, or they care. And a few on the other party, but like they'll they'll probably know like a handful of people on the squad, huh. you know. And AOC because she's always on Yahoo News. Yeah. Nothing against yeah. that. It's just you can tell where some people are getting, I guess, political endorsements. Is that the word? Yeah, but it's like, how come you don't know about like the one in Minnesota and the one in Wyoming? Yeah, what are you doing? In I mean, California, you may know. I understand big yeah. states would get more attention because yeah. there's more people. Yeah. Like New York, California, Florida, Texas, they probably get bigger ones. So what you would hear about, which is fine because there's a lot more people to cover. Yeah. But like they have the technically they have the same amount of influence on our government because they have the same amount of votes. And if it we doesn't put, matter yeah. about the amount of people yeah. that support them in their areas. They have the same amount of votes mm-hmm. when it comes to things. And yet you will like never hear a quote from this person or even know this person existed. But I have to know AOC existed and I have to know like everything she said because she's always on somewhere. And because she's going to take like the extreme for things and like run with it, which gets them a lot of political points yeah. for the future. And I think... Nothing. She, I mean, it could be good or bad, whatever your opinion yeah. is. That's not my decision to tell you how to think. My my decision is to think, um, does every political viewpoint that's going to make a headline have to be an extreme point? Uh, whether it's Biden, Trump, or whatever. Trump's basically 75% of the headlines. Who, if he's doing it right or wrong, I'm not sure. Yeah, he shouldn't be tweeting, because I don't think any... 
Well, I'll put it this way. Anybody that's in a position of power, especially the president, shouldn't tweet. I get the freedom of speech, but there's some things that, like, dude, just curb it just a little bit. Because, yeah. like, yeah. it can only be used against you, and I get that you have that high horse, and I get that. He says a lot of dumb shit, and everybody agrees on that. I think that's universal. He says it. Even hardcore Republicans are like, well, no, he meant it this way. Dude, like... I think can, that's going to yeah. be one of the reasons why he's going to lose an election. If, like, if he lost an election, I think that would be half of it. Yeah. You don't he's gonna lose, every- yeah, he's going to lose his base... Because he has to go online and spell whatever's on his mind. I don't know if it's his ego, and I get he has an ego. Trust me, every president has an ego. I I don't know (laughs) if this is the first time you've heard this, but I can almost guarantee Obama was great as far as he's a very conversational guy. Was one of the most natural people, and he seems like one of the nicest, coolest people to hang out, share a beer with. Shoot a jump shot with, just talk sports, anything. The guy can, he's pretty educated, yeah. educated as far as anything yeah. for just, just a, you know, anything. And he's got a law degree. Um, at the same time, sometimes I don't agree with his, uh, his politics. You shouldn't agree with no. everyone nope. 100%. Think for yourself. Think about what you value. Talk to a hand, uh, handful of people and literally come out with the best situation, which hopefully they do. But the issue is, I think, with government is it could be corruption. But... I don't know as much. I don't know nearly that much to speak yeah. on the subject. I mean, I don't. I can go on about American politics for a long time because I've studied it for a long freaking time. Huh. But like, yeah, it, it's its own beast, and I don't want to get into it too much because we'll lose another forty-five minutes. Yeah, but, and then uh, you can make your own decision. I just think yeah. it's uh, it's funny because the president is a figurehead and he does make very mm. important decisions. But you got to remember checks. People just. They, Any, they, if anybody listens to this thing, <laughs> just look up checks and balances. Because it's not like Trump or Obama is making the number one decision for everything. Because if we did that, we wouldn't be a democracy like we were supposed to be the last 300 years yeah. on paper. Because well, yeah. that's not checks and balances. We have Congress, we have House Representatives. I'm not 100% sure on the um, yeah, Supreme yeah. Court. We have everything yeah. that's basically, hey, you know what? That doesn't sound right. Let's do this. And yeah. you do have majority leaders and stuff like that. But at the same time, is I don't know. I think we need to stop looking at that figurehead because we need to look at big... Um, I think the main issue I was coming back with is... Sorry, I, I go off on tangents because that's what I do. But um, the main issue I was coming back with is just research the checks and balances. Um, and don't look into too much of like the, the drama or the he said, she said. Because there's a lot of that going on the last couple of weeks with impeachment, which I get. You know how he can get impeached? Vote about in about a year when there's an election. It's an easy way to do it without having to worry about any extra mm-hmm. money getting spent, any extra drama, and they can actually hopefully focus on laws and things that they can pass. Right? Yeah. I don't want to get too much into like the impeachment stuff, at least now, because I knew we wanted to make this kind of a short podcast. It's a short episode. <laughs> Every, we're already like 47 minutes yeah. in, so it's... It's going great, at least in my mind. It sounds fantastic. Well, we'll touch on all that another time. I'm not going to tell you how to think. You figure it out. Just remember, checks and balances. Do a little Wikipedia. I'm not 100% sure on it. I just know that they should never cover the president that much for every little action. For anybody. That's ridiculous. He forgot to feed his dog. He said this. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, the thing is, our government was made to go slow. Mm -hmm. So, like... Things wouldn't drastically change left and right on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. It was designed to be in like gridlock and slowly progress to like a better America, mm-hmm. but like where people like had the time to think about it. Yep. And it was just like, all right, one person can change America and put it in the complete opposite direction, and the next person can put it complete opposite, and it's just like this crazy pendulum swinging. America wasn't designed like that, mm-hmm. which is great. But people think that it is now. They're like, oh, Trump came in. Oh, everything's going to go. I'm going to – I'm 
a lesbian, I'm not having any rights. Yeah. It's like, no, that is not what he can do. That is not what's going to happen. <laughs> like Trump said like, this and he took away my rights. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I'm not 100% sure. Look it up. But yeah. I don't think one person can do that. Somebody can say something. He is powerful because he is considered the president of the United and States he, right he now. He does have executive um, power, but that doesn't mean he can change every law. Like, and know. I'm going to go on public record to say I'm not. I'm not a huge Trump supporter, but I'm also I'm an independent. I like to look at the issue. Like, if somebody's like Trump said this, I'm like, well, what was the issue? Like, what was he talking about? If somebody said Trump said this, but it's like. I have no idea. Like, I don't follow politics as much to what every single said or everything. Everything they said is literally verbatim, so I don't know. But I do know that like, you're smart enough out there to literally do some fact checking, and then if it does come back that looks pretty bad, which it could be, then yeah. go vote somebody else in. Yeah, you also got to look at like a handful, a numerous amount of Americans felt like this person was the right person for the job for mm-hmm. at least four years. Yep. So sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and handle it, and whether you like it or not. Put the best candidate out there, corruption and all, and see, yeah, see, see what happens. Yeah, like, like, yeah, talking about American politics, like, corruption is American politics. The moment you get in, you're immediately corrupted. Sign here means you're president for four years, and you take all extra money. No, I'm not sure yeah, about that. I wanted to go into politics a couple years ago. I was thinking about it. And this person who works for a state senator, and she's like, what's your platforms? They're like, I'm more pro-environment and like this and this and this. She's like, so if this person wants to vote for your bill, you got to like do this and this. And it might be anti-environment. I'm like, well, then I wouldn't vote for it. Well, then you wouldn't get their vote and everyone that they like wouldn't get, wouldn't vote for you. So your thing wouldn't pass. And I'm like, so immediately when I get in, I already have to compromise on things that I stood for immediately. It's like, yep. I'm like, well, American politics suck. <laughs> I'm like, there's nothing I can do. It's and that's like, probably that's probably like everywhere. Just because, like, when you advance past a certain amount of years as a as a country, yeah. people just veer. Yeah. Our um, George Washington, he didn't want American Americans to have parties. Oh. And like seven years later, there was like two parties. And it was like three hundred years later, we still have two parties. Well, we have three. Does anybody remember the uh, Independent Party? Kind of. It wasn't as big as as far as the, the funding, but um, it's just one of those things that I wish there was no. I think that's one thing we have. I think unison, or we agree on uh, universally, is basically term limits for any kind of Congress member, for any kind of politician. I think everybody's getting to that, right? Democrats and Republicans. Yeah, agree I think it should limits. be a lot quicker. Oh. And I also think that term limits are a great thing. That's and number people, one. I and think some people, on. yeah, some people are like, well, you're just getting your foot in. Yeah, that's when you need to get out yeah. because <laughs> that's when you're the most corrupt. Is like when you've been there for a while, and all these corporations. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, if I have a corporation, I want to have some influence. Like, so people think- protest them, but it's like you get these people out, you get new people in. You need educators. You need. Environmentalists, you need lawyers, you need all types of people that just have to serve, kind of like the military does, except for politics. And you can't get that when people are in for 40 freaking years. And also, like, term limits is number one that everybody should, I mean, that I know. There's probably a, a couple more issues that I think we should, and I think that's how we should do it as people. Like, hey, what, what should we really agree on? Who cares about the disagreements? Let's, let's, let's pass laws right away on what we can both agree on, because... Then that's out of the way. Then you can kind of nitpick about the things that you can both agree on slowly but surely over the next four years. Four years is a decent amount of time. And four years also is a decent amount of change for wherever 
anything that happens, whether it's technology or just human rights, anything. Human rights doesn't really change in four years, but there may the be a lot of... The progression of something yeah, the changes. progression of huge laws could change things drastically, whether it's healthcare, whether it's anything. So um, I think that's a good start for term limits. I think the political party, I think we were discussing that earlier, right, Dan, where we were talking about why is it Democrats and Republicans? That's that's oh, the I can go on. You want me to go on 20 we're, minutes we're about stopping that? This right now. We're stopping this right now. <laughs> Two-party system does not work. And my father-in-law said that as well. Two-party, what are we doing? Like, this is ridiculous. It's never worked. Nothing's been the same for 200-some years. Ships are different. Cars weren't even existent. Pins were a quail. <laughs> or whatever they use. Yeah. Um, but why are we on? Why are we so ar- Was it archaic? Is that the word? Why are we archaic on a party system? Let's just just combine it together. Figure out what we should do on the viewpoints. And how about the people back up the viewpoints, or where we should go with the laws? And whoever has the pockets and the money that usually can, you know, goes to the NRA, Republican, Democrat. Why don't we just throw it towards the viewpoints? I'm very. If somebody's Mr. Moneybags, they agree on, you know, seatbelts for cars. Just This is just an example. Then they can put money towards that bill. And if it seems like a normal, smart decision, maybe go for that as well. But that would be more lobbying as well. So I think that, and we can end, we can end this political conversation for now, but I think that um, one of the reasons, one of the steps that we need to do to stop, like what you quick. said, no. is two party systems. Nope. We no need more. we need to on ballots not mention the party, nope. and then that means you have to do your own freaking we- research. Oh, this person's this. Yeah, yeah. You do your own free. You you do your own research. You figure out, hey, this is what this person stands for, and if you don't know who the person is, maybe you just shouldn't vote because now you're doing it basically a fifty fifty. You're like, is this person support me because I'm a Democrat? Or is this person not support me because that person is a Republican? But by saying that person is a Democrat, by saying that person is a Republican on the ballot box, you're immediately like, oh, this person aligns with my views, so I'm going to vote all down the line or such and such. But when you take that away, you make the people be responsible for their own actions by doing research and you may get a little bit of less votes, but I personally think that that is the best thing you should do as a society is not tell the person, at least in America, not tell the person what party that they belong to because then it's, then it's like, well, this person must support all my ideas. Yep. And it's like you have no idea what this person's background is, who's donated to this person. You have no idea any of that. So by like getting rid of that, just on the ballot box, I think would be a huge step for America as a whole to make people do their own research on the local level, which is, I would say, more important than the federal stuff. People always focus on Trump and like Pelosi and the federal stuff, but your local people do a lot of stuff too. Even I'm paying city local council. taxes. Yeah, you got, your, you got your city council, and it's just. I'm, again, I don't know politics like that. I don't, I don't have that degree. I don't, I don't research enough. But at the same time, is you start small and you start at your local level, whether it's county, whether it's even smaller than that, just your state representatives, things like that, where they can help give that, um, that voice for what you think and say, hey, listen, even if it's about something, I mean, even if it's a super important issue, what do you do? 
hey, my kid goes to school. Um, I know in our neighborhood that somebody's upset because the school bus was not close enough to the neighborhood because you had to go almost to a highway where it's like 60, 70 miles an hour. Uh, it's one of those things where, what do you do? you got a, a six-year-old kid. What do you want? All right, have fun at school. You leave them off there, and you're right next to a highway with your school bus? <laughs> like, no. You, hey, do you mind just having the school bus pull in like two blocks or a block? It's much safer for everybody. You don't get hit. The kid's not involved in any kind of issues. Mm-hmm. You talk to your principal. That's somebody in a position of power. What do you do? It's a, it's a county, city council person. Uh, you go to your, your representatives. You go to your mayors. You go to your governors. Then you move on up. Uh, to the bigger issues, and I think it's important to talk to them, which it's tough to do, but I think if you can send emails or at least meet them, I think it works pretty well. But mm-hmm. who knows? But Yeah, so we're going to slowly start wrapping this up. Um, I do want to do a grinds in my gears with Brady, just because I haven't done that in a while. Uh, I think it's one of the staples here. And everybody, <laughs> no matter how <laughs> passive they are, will lose a screw or two and they'll get pissed <laughs> off about whatever it is. Yeah, there's always something. I think, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Maybe I'm a different no, bird. There's always I... something that's going to tick somebody off and this is a pet peeve. And I had one today and I didn't tell you earlier. Um, oh, so I'm going to use that for my grass, my gear. I love it. But let's let's go over one more topic before we get into that. I'm what huge would... on stand-up comedy, mainly because it's pretty honest. That's the best thing about stand-up. I'm sorry, I, I got ADHD, so I just wanted no. to say... The grinding my gears part is great because you got people like Bill Burr, you got Dave Chappelle, people that are honest about it, and you know what makes it funny? It's mostly true. It's just that they're afraid that they're they're more uh, bold and they make it pretty funny. Yeah. So let's pick one more thing to discuss before we get into the grind my gears section. Um, so Brady, you gave me a list of topics that you kind of wanted wanted to go into. It was about a list of twenty. Sure. We, I think we did one and a half of them. <laughs> well, this is... We could, we could do a stretch. I wrote this at 5.30 in the morning on a flight here, and it was one of those things where this is something that we can always add on like a master list. So this yeah. is just our first time that we've done this, and I think it's kind of great because I know me and Dan can talk for seven hours straight about hot dogs, all right? We can talk about anything. So. Well, we spent all day just talking about... Fishing. Fishing. <laughs> and you know how... There's a lot to talk... Don't get me wrong. I love fishing. That's why it's such a great sport. I think it's very challenging. Even though the best anglers on bad days or good days, it's, it's fun. And uh, I think this is something that we can continue each, maybe yeah. even month, depending on the time schedule, how our families are doing and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's important. Yeah. So. I, th- I think fishing is humbling. I think having something that you do that is humbling is fantastic. Uh, Absolutely. Like fishing, fishing is very humbling because yep. the first morning I spent getting bites and no fish. Mm-hmm. And we fished for what would we say? Uh, 10 uh, hours? Probably 9 o'clock at 8.30, 9 in the morning till mm-hmm. probably 6 or 7. So probably a good 8 to 9. Eight, let's just say an 8-hour day yeah. after you know actually being on water. Yeah. And I, um, caught, I caught five fish. None were bigger than my hand, which is like 8.5, 9 inches long. So like seeing Brady catches 20-inch fish right off the bat <laughs> and then me having to catch two fish to get close to doubling that, it's pretty humbling. And I love it because it's like, well, there's always something I can do better mm-hmm. instead of, like, having stuff that... And that's the makes, death of it, yeah. too, because, I, I mean, I've gotten into fishing the past year, year and a half, and I think any angler can tell you that. It's just... It, it's just a, the subtle... I think it's a subtle challenge. Yeah. It's not like, all right, I'm a sprinter. I got a grace. It's over. It's very extreme. I think it's one of those things that, like, 
you learn something every day. At least yeah. for me. That's how I like it. My brother's gotten into it the last couple of weeks and months. Uh, with fishing, I think it's important because there's so much knowledge. And you know what? You may be the best fisherman in the world as far as knowing the knowledge. But the fish may not give a shit. They may not want to bite right then. They may get it later. You may have that apply that knowledge two hours later after you're done fishing. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. And I love having those types of humbling experiences. I'm, I want to do a podcast about horse racing soon because I'm just getting into it. But, like, that's humbling. And it's fantastic because there's always a different situation for everything. And I think people need to experience that, and which is not the same grind and the same thing. But it makes you have to, like, think with your brain and use different parts of your brain all the time. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I used And to be, it's very – sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no Go. like, and I used to just be, like, in the same thing and the same thing. Go home, watch sports, go to bed, go to school, watch sports, go to bed, go to... And it's like, now, like, I'm challenging myself and, like, being like, hey, I gotta take a step back. I'm not as good as what I think I am. I'm not... I'm We're not, never I'm not the shit. That's <laughs> what, what the streets would be. call me. You know I think with fishing, too, is what's yeah. crazy is at the end of the day, you're dealing with knives to cut bait. And at the same thing is, you may the best, be the best fisherman... Mm-hmm. And in a wind gust, as soon as you pull that lure out of the ground out of a fish's mouth, and all of a sudden you yank on it, you don't catch the fish, and it gets you right, or it hooks mm-hmm. you, or you have something, it kind of, it's like a little sharp thorn to remind you, hey, this is where you're still at. Um, also, it's, I think, what I like about it is very instinctual, because it's still hunter-gatherer, which I remember learning from the, uh, anthropology, and uh, basically you're still learning out there to eat the fish. Obviously now, if you did not go to the store, you did not have protein bars, you did not have fast food... Whatever you caught, no matter the size, you'd probably cut up and eat for you or your family. So I think that's kind of neat. It's it's very primitive, uh, but at the same time, as I think it humbles me out and it kind of relieves stress as well. Yeah, even if I catch like a huge fish, I know like, hey, that's not often going to be the case, and I'm completely <laughs> fine with that. <laughs> and I I, I I mean that's never going to happen. It's probably going to be the biggest fish I ever caught off the first cast, which is fine. Um, and then the rest of the day, you catch a couple small ones, but at the same time, as you're wondering, what else should I use? It's a, it's a guessing game, but it's also a, a game of mix and match of what will work yeah. about the circumstances. And there's so many variables and how many reading, and it's pretty neat. Um, so, kudos to fishing. Yeah, so is there any any other topic we can quickly talk about? Like, I'm reading some... Talking, driving. We want to talk about the NFL driving. driving. Okay, okay. So we can okay. do NFL. We, we have a lot of different things. Let's let's quickly let's do a uh, flash segment. Let's try to limit ourselves to a minute on the last like three segments. Of, <laughs> that's not gonna happen. Well, that's not gonna happen. So um, let's just touch base on the topic. Just give us two topics. Uh, drivers drive me crazy, literally, because anybody that drives, most people drive daily. Um, I don't drive as much sometimes, but I do drive in San Antonio compared to the East Coast. Main difference. What do you hate about East Coast drivers compared to uh, South Carolina, Dan? Um, East Coast drivers do what they want, and they don't care where your car is in relation to where they want to go. They will find a way to get to where they want to go. <laughs> That's good. Like Whether that. it's through you or right in front of you and you got a hard break, they will find a way to get to where they want to yeah. go, and you're an idiot for being in whatever, wherever spot that you technically own at the time. Yeah. You're the a-hole for being in that spot <laughs> if it impacts them any no, so often. No. Well, I think the difference between that, and I may be wrong. I'm just going to take my guess. This is what I presume. When I moved to San Antonio, it's such a, a lot of traffic. It's different than three or four lanes of uh, traffic each way, like 95 is here up in the East Coast, compared to like 1604, 410, I-10, where you can have up to six lanes each way. I think what you said as far as... Um, 
it doesn't matter what they think. I think with South Carolina or with uh, South Texas drivers, they don't know of anybody else. They just they drive like Mario Kart, where there's no other repercussions, <laughs> there's no other vehicles. Because where I drive, and I think most people in San Antonio drive, their blinker fluid's always low. It's never there. <laughs> um, when they merge, they don't know about the other drivers, so they just get over without any indication. And I think that another thing is with merging is, well, A, the speed limit's a lot higher, which is fine, but I think it's important to let somebody get over. And the process of merging where you see a car coming up and kind of having that peripheral vision, they don't use that as much as they should as far as, I need to get over this exit. I have my turn signal on. They just, they go the same speed or they speed up to keep you out. And I think that's kind of frustrating. I don't know if they pay attention or not, but that grinds my gears, man. Oh. <laughs> um. Sorry, I just had to go off on that tangent. No. Another thing is, uh, what's, the last, what's the other so, things going to go off? So, before we actually get into the official grinds my gears, um, would you, there's like a thousand things I'm trying to read, I'm like, which one would be the quickest one? Uh, and none of these awesome topics that I would love to talk with Brady about. <laughs> All right. Short in any span, all of them are like, well, I can talk about that for twelve minutes. Yep. And <laughs> I think what we should we should do a segment. Anybody can talk on tangents, at least us, because I think we both have ADD or ADHD. So I Definitely. think let, let's do a segment that we just created right now, where we try <laughs> to keep it under a minute for the one topic. Try to make the most ex- uh, expressive slash important topic or important uh, details of it that we think, and that's it. And then just go from there, and then. If you want to hear more, we can always elaborate on future. All right. Since so you talking about comedy, and I see this one right here. What's that about? Yeah, it's less than a minute. How stand-up comedy is what America needs. It pokes fun at itself at the expense of others. Faces issues with a real take. No offense, but that's what okay. you wrote down. Okay. So, so what I'm going to so, talk about is about 10 seconds. No offense, but people think that it's okay. When did everybody get offended? When did everybody get offended? Where did that come from? I, I I still want to figure that. Anybody pinpoint what year? Uh, I think stand-up comedians, their whole job is to push the boundaries, whether it was Lenny Bruce, um, anybody on stage. And I think that's what made them great. Richard Pryor, George Carlin, one of my personal favorites from the 60s. He went to jail. Yeah. They all <laughs> went to jail. Yep. Lenny Bruce. And he yeah. ended up, I think, he was a heroin addict at the same time as though he was arrested like 30 times or something for freedom of speech violations. Um, they always push the boundaries. If you have a comedian that does not push boundaries... And he's funny. That's great. But the ones that are the greatest push boundaries so people can talk about taboo subjects, right? Yeah, because you have to find out what's funny. Yep. And I feel like you don't find out what's funny if you don't push the boundaries. Mm-hmm. So it's I, I can. I'm a big sports guy. I relate it to sports. You don't know how far you can go if you don't push the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like back in the '30s, no one was freaking lifting weights, mm-hmm. so you had no idea how far bar a ball could go, how far you could throw, how fast you can run. And then people started pushing the boundaries and they're like, well, it's like the off season. Like, why would you lift weights? And people started doing that. And they like, the boundaries are going farther and farther. Mm-hmm. And then now you got like personal trainers and diets. Like how far can you push the boundaries of being like a human, a human specimen? Yeah. A human specimen. Like at the peak performance, like you got Zion Williamson. He's like, jumping like a freak. Yeah. He's jumping like amazing. And then you have like LeBron James and, Kobe and all these people that you know are older than the average of the NBA and they're excelling and it's like well like this is people pushing the boundary we have t- 
Tom Brady right now. He's like 87 in the NFL, and his team's undefeated. And it's like, dude, these people are pushing their boundaries, and it is amazing. Yep, yep, yep. So, well, I think, actually, I, think, I think when you look at comedians, you have to push the boundary because you don't know, like, if you keep yourself in, like, we can only talk about the craziness of bunnies. Like, it's not going to be freaking funny because eventually we're going to run out of things and we can't advance as a species and think. And by letting these people think as far as they can go, you're pushing the boundaries and you're making people like critically think about ideas that they've never thought of. Yeah. Dave Chappelle did that because we talked about Dave Chappelle yeah. earlier. So I love that I'm bringing him up. I want to have him on the podcast if we get to know our name. <laughs> yeah. And this is over a minute, but fuck it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's, yeah. that's, that's probably a common thing you may hear in the, in the future about this, this podcast yeah. is but fuck it. And I think that's what I, I Not think. but fuck it. <laughs> oh, but fuck. But comma, fuck it. Either way, um, it's, it's okay, but at the same time, is it's a cool phrase because of the fact that that's what I think America needs to do is people need to relax the fuck out. Like, yeah. people need to chill out, especially with comedy. Comedy is... You are there to, if it offends you, that's one thing. It depends on how you take it. Of course, there can be some very offensive comedians that are there to kind of, <clears throat> what's the word? They're there to make you laugh, but at the same time as they are kind of very, um, what's that guy's name? I don't know. They're, they're not. They're spell. <laughs> well, yeah. The, I'm, I'm, the, I think the way that stand-up comedy works is they test out the material, and there's a lot of failures. There's a lot of things that are said that probably aren't funny. They fail more than they succeed. Yes, uh, probably about 90% is probably failures, and they have to rework it or reword yeah. it, and how they really mean to, to get to the point that's honest, but at least edgy. So, sorry, that was like a nine-minute conversation. Yeah, Next I'm one. trying yeah. to think about what exactly... I was going to say about Dave Chappelle before I was interrupted <laughs> about yeah, about where he pushes. Um, but yeah, yeah, like something in his new stand-up special about him pushing pushing something to the limits and how well, check like, it out. Advanced. It's good. Yeah, Netflix it, has a lot of good stand-up comedians. I think yeah. just people need. I think it's the reaction of the people and the reviews of the people that need to change a little bit um, because it's comedy. I mean, the, the whole point is to take it. What is it with right. a grain of salt? Is that the word? Or does the yeah. phrase? Well, you don't take it seriously because it's comedy, and they're yeah. and they're like, "Hey, well, this is I'm going to say something that might offend you, but I'm saying it because some people might have a different viewpoint than you, and they might find this funny." Yeah. And like at the end of his stand-up stuff, he was like hanging out with like uh, transvestite or whatever, transsexual, whatever it was, and. It was. I, I don't know if that's uh, accurate. I might get... <laughs> I don't know. But, well, like, he don't was, like, hanging out... Don't quote us on any of it. Yes. Yeah, but, like, he was hanging out with people that he was making fun of in the show, and they were okay with it. And then people find out, and then they're offended by it. Yeah. And it's like, you can't please everybody. But what you can do is... Please yourself, physically, and yeah. vocally. <laughs> yeah. and I, I, think, I think we're, like... Who knows how we're sounding right now, <laughs> based on what we're drinking, which, yeah. um, well, that's uh, Blue shout Moon. <laughs> shout out to Blue Moon and Dogfish Head Body Stitch. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, um, do we have how many more topics we got on this thing? Because that was like uh, a 12-minute, sorry about that, that was the first time we've tried the one minute, and it definitely does not I think work. we went like four minutes. <laughs> Alright, that was four minutes. That we, wasn't we too bad. Better. We can like, use we, a cowbell. That's what me and Zahid used once. Or a shot collar. If we had dog shot collars where we're getting on 55 seconds, just like the people... Oh, let's pretend we're the Oscars where we just play very, very obnoxious music over the most important accomplishment of their lives. They've worked their entire 80 years to get this one achievement, and they like to thank their mother, and it's a fucking violin that just strums over them, thanking their family and their... 
rest in peace to their mother and their father and people they worked their entire lives and their devotion to to just cut it short 30 seconds for a commercial about dove skin care <laughs> that nobody gives a shit about because you know what that's just how the Oscars are which nobody really watches anymore nobody watches award shows but anyways let's go so, back yeah well first off MTV the yes. last like two years has gotten like the worst ratings it's Muck ever TV gotten. is terrible yeah. <laughs> Muck TV. um yeah, so, yeah, you're completely accurate when it comes to award shows. <laughs> it's just like themselves, patting right. themselves on the back. <laughs> Let's start another <laughs> Kia hamster, Kia soul commercial that people are going to just love to see again in just the 30th time in 10 minutes, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I like the way you said that. Um, I just right. should we try a little bit better? We have one thing. Let's let's do this, and then we'll get into Grand Dark Gears. Sure, Okay. Oh, we haven't even gotten there yet. Wow. No. Okay. ESPN, when did it get so opinionated? Um, I think I think I figured out when it started. It took me a while. So I wrote these questions on a flight here on Saturday morning in the morning. Or, obviously, Saturday morning. <laughs> Stupid Saturday ass. morning in the morning. Um, Saturday morning at like 6 in the morning. But I think ESPN became more opinionated because social media happened. They used to be... Breaking news for sports, which is great. They were the CNN of sports, right? Remember? And they brought you sports reports. ESPN News is great. Oh, my God. He broke his neck. He's out for the year. We didn't know about that. Now it's immediate. Somebody's got Twitter. They're at the game. Oh, he blew his knee out. Right? People, anybody in the stadium can see it's a very horrific injury if it's a sports injury report. Uh, I think it's just because things happen so fast. So I think sports or uh, the media that re- – sport reporters have to report – on things as fast as they can, and if they can't, they have to come up with an opinion piece because they think their opinion matters, kind of like ours, but our opinion doesn't matter. I think, I don't know if this is when it started, but it it sounds good to me, so I'm going to say it. When part of the interruption blew up, yeah. yep. and it was two people, just like us right now, yeah. saying their opinion, and then a lot of people started watching it, and they're like, hey, maybe we can branch out and do this and do that, and then it was like Mike and Mike. And I feel like that's when it kind of, it was still good because their opinions were actually pretty good and they yeah. focused on sports and then they didn't, but they didn't go to politics and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think like that was like the start of something that went crazy. And then they did, I can't remember, it was Jameel Hill and Michael, maybe something like uh, that for like um, sports under like six o'clock and they're like, Hey, we're going to talk to like LeBron James about something that's totally unrelated to sports. And you're going to love it because we're two personalities on ESPN. Yep. And then people are like, no, this is not what I want to freaking see. And at the same time, is you're going to love it because we're going to just jam it down your throat until yeah. you hear about Taco Tuesday from LeBron James. Day after day. He did not trademark Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Everybody, I like to read, um, this is a tangent again, but it's a tangent. <laughs> how many, not pe- a minute, by how the way. many people <laughs> go on the internet to read the news and then just go straight down to the comment section, either troll not to actually troll, but just some actual people have to cyber say. Cyber bullies, that's what they're... Not cyber bullies, but some people get to the point. They're like, this is what we have to say. But anyways, um, I think ESPN went in, in, uh, opinionated. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the exact year was. I think when social media blew up and everybody had a voice and they could report news right away, they didn't have the time to process a story. But even now, they kind of slack on it. Yeah. It's just the, the politics, is, there's no place in sports. I mean, I get it. They have a platform. But what do, what's your opinion on that? Um, With politics, they did it back in the seventies. Muhammad Ali did it when yeah. he didn't want to go to Vietnam. True, and 
In the fifties, I'm trying to think of like anyone that had it. I'm trying to think of anyone that didn't go to World War. Well, World War Two was in the like thirties and forties. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Like, I'm trying to think of anyone back was then that didn't want to. But I don't yeah. know if that was political or something more just religious. I think it was more religious. Okay. I can't think of anybody in the thirties and forties that said anything. The Korean War. I'm trying to think. It might have started around the Vietnam War, in which they started giving yeah, a shit. That would make sense. Yeah. But like my view on it is. Like, it's a, it's a tough one because they're a person. They have a voice. They're in America. That's okay. Yeah. But you also are for a few businesses. Okay. You're for the business of the team you're with. Yep. which needs to make money. Yep. You're for the business of the league that you're in. That needs to make money. That's true. And the brands that are representing, that are paying for you to, to go on, on, the, on the court, on the field, on the rank, whatever it is. And... You need to be aware of that. You can't just say whatever you want. Yep. And you can be like, well, no, I need, I can do this because I'm a person in America. It's like, yeah, well, they can take away and they can suspend you because they're paying you. And while they're paying you, you can't say this stuff. That's you can't do this stuff. I haven't thought about it that, like, that angle, though. As far as, like, that is your job to make it interesting. Yeah. It, um, it doesn't have to be factual, but I think that they do pay you, especially if it's a sports show, like you said, where it's two people talking about it. Um, and it does have to be interesting. How are you going to draw? How are you going to draw ratings? It's up to you, or hopefully writers or things like that. That's very. I didn't think of it that way. As far as it is up to your job, and uh, some people, I guess, have to, to ditch different things. Yeah, like like some of you mentioned LeBron James. Like LeBron James has an opinion about the way Nike shoes are made, and he says it publicly. Well, like that impacts the NBA. Mm-hmm. That impacts. People oh, yeah. with Nike shoes that impact that impacts a lot more people than just him, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. He can have his opinion; it's cool, whatever. But while you're getting paid and while you're under contract, they kind of, for the most part, quote, own you, mm-hmm. which is basically what my corporation can do too. Because like what I'm saying on this podcast, yeah. they get rid of me for whoever's so, cutting you the check yeah. can always say, <laughs> "Hey, you know what? You're not getting this check." Yeah. And for most people, that's financial freedom is a big thing. Yeah. Or, you know what, I, I, you do this, this, and this, but then you cut off those checks, yeah. and your finances are gone, and you have expenses, which 99% of the people have. Yeah. And it's it's going to be a big burden. So. And they're like, well, I can say what I want. Like, this isn't right. Well, then, find your own, make your own, like, do this, do yeah. that. Like, I'm paying you. I expect such and such results. If you're not providing me for them, well, then, then we have a disagreement, and yep. our relationship is severed. Yep. Look at Antonio Brown and his... Man, stupid ass. Talk about six or seven months of. <laughs> hey, man, I just need you to act a fool. No, 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 no. Not for six months. Maybe for like once to go to the Patriots. And I honestly think it may be CTE. I'm not sure what's going on with him. And you know, hopefully he gets the best treatment what he needs. But man, this guy. Well, now he's like now he's suing for guaranteed money that in his contract said if you don't make it to such and such, you don't get. And. <laughs> He's not even showing up for these depositions and all these trials where they really? need him. No, they're, they're finding him and they're basically ruling on the other. He's being unruly every single time he does That's, go to them. So it's like. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Well, it's just the way. The, the erratic behavior. He might have always been that way. And people may not know, which is important. I mean, it's not important, actually. This guy is not important. He's not playing for a team. He, he was great. I, I really looked him up. He was on my, I think, fantasy last year, the year before. And. Guy's a great player, was a great player, and then somehow something happened and that just fell apart and he should have just played the game. But again, each to their own. So. Yeah, and I don't want to get into like the Kaepernick situation, but it's like 
you were on a contract. If they happened, like the Niners didn't do this, but if they wanted to, like if you kneel, we're going to void your contract. Like that goes against what we yep. want to say. That does with this and this. And they would be within their rights to do it. You may be like, that's not fair. It's in America. No, that is America. Yep. That is within America's rights. That's within every country's rights. You can say what you, you want. You signed a contract with us. Yeah. If you did, if, if you veer from what we want to do contract-wise, we avoid it. We can yep. pay you the money on the contract, but we don't have to keep you on the team. So but, one thing that's crazy is you can it, there is freedom of speech, but there's always um, consequences, consequences to your actions. Yep. Action, yep. To your actions. So you can say this, but most of your sponsors may not approve it, and that happens. And you know it's, it's unfortunate, but that's just how it is. Corporation, yeah. at least with money, and a lot of things run on uh, financials. So. Yeah. So that one minute took. 28 minutes. <laughs> All right, knows, next question. It's already a minute. No, now we're going to wrap up with okay. Grinds My Gears. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know what really grinds my gears? 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 All right, Brady, do you want to go first for Grinds My Gears? Uh, All right, well, I will go first because this is what happened to me. What grinds my gears... We were parked at a Walmart. Um, someone was returning an object because it didn't rain, which is completely fine. But I see this person parked in their spot. And another person comes into their spot, stops, parks, walks away. And I immediately got pissed off that I wanted to put my window down. I'm like, hey, just so you know, buddy, you were, one, not in your spot. And, two, you were, you're not in your lanes where if you open your door... You're not going to impact somebody else's in their lines. I hate when someone gets to like they pull in and their tires are on the white line because one, how are you going to open your door? <laughs> your your designated spot is within that white line. If you open your door and it goes past that white line, you are in somebody else's spot, and that pisses me off when people are like, I don't need to adjust it. I'm good. No, motherfucker, you are not good <laughs> because now I can't open my doors. To my spot that I was given <laughs> because my car is freaking there. And his other car, like, he literally had his from the tire forward in the other person's spot. And the other, I actually watched the other person while you were still getting your return. Okay, good, because I noticed that. Yeah, the other like, person, like, had on? a shopping cart that came in. And I'm like, I'll just jam that. So, speaking of Righteous Gemstones, because that is the great show. I have not seen I need it. to name I drop that. I think I am recording um, the series, so yeah. I have a good... Ep- episode 8, someone takes a shopping cart and just rams it in front of the car. Don't, don't give it yeah. to yeah. Well, you, you'll, you'll find out uh, when, when a shopping cart comes up. Right. But like, they ram it in another car, and I'm like, I wish that dude would do it to this cart in his spot, because you need to get to your trunk, and you can't get to your trunk, because the other person put the front of their car about... Three feet into your spot, so you can't reach your your bumper or your trunk. Just ram into them. You, I think you're perfectly perfectly within your right to do that. And it grinds my gears that people park like that, employees that park like that, coworkers that park like that, anyone that parks like that, and thinks that their car is perfectly okay being like that. It really pisses me yeah. off. And I kind of want to take vigilante justice and just be like. <laughs> Nah, police officer. I'm allowed to do that. Look at where their car parked. And there's a certain, there's a reason why your key is shaped very <laughs> rock shaped. So you can keep the shit out of that car. Am I wrong or am I right? I I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. One thing that grinds my gears. This is going to go to cell phones. I think everybody is really. 
I, I don't think anybody's not fed up with this. Robocalls. What is going on with that, man? How, how are you going to call me from a local number looking like a pizzeria? I'm like, sweet, I love this pizzeria. All of a sudden they answer it. And it's whoever else from wherever else across the world asking me, hey, do you need diabetes medicine? I do not at the moment. You may be my future calling me, but at the same time is, I'm wondering, how does this keep happening? We can, we can have raids in, on people that have a whole bunch of issues going on in their house that's pinpointed across the world, but we can't stop these robocalls? <laughs> Everybody has them. I have at least five a day, and it's just it's ridiculous because... Then you actually get so fed up with that same number calling that when the client or somebody that's a friend calls from a similar number, you sound agitated, and they're like, what's the matter? I'm like, oh, this isn't the person that called before. That grinds my yeah. gears. It, it annoys the hell out of me, mm-hmm. too, especially because like I'm on the do not call list, and I still get them yep. all the time. Which is probably sold to those people. It's like, <laughs> hey, by the way, we have numbers of people that don't want to be bothered. Let's bother them. Yeah. What pisses me off about the robocalls is 90% of them that don't say a word when I answer the phone. Like, I'll answer the phone to almost do anything by anybody that calls me. That's a secret. That's yeah, a secret. and when I answer the phone, I'm like, hello? And then I just go off. I'm like, really? You're going to freaking call me and not talk? What the hell is wrong with you? And then I hang up. I think but the less like, words you say on that, though, the better, though, because they could probably record it, and then that I'm way they could try to, try to uh, mimic and steal identity, which I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm sure, up, which is also why I love to go off on them, because yeah. that's just the way I am. I'm, no. I'm a mix between Larry David, my my father, Red Fox, <laughs> and Al Bundy. <laughs> or if I'm not, that's what I'm trying to be. <laughs> well, they're all very good robots. Uh, so, yeah, robocalls are not going to affect me, no. and getting my identity stolen The good thing all. is they said that they were going to come up with a solution. Uh, in the next uh, year to five years, so that's that's good to get know that our cell phone companies probably sold our numbers to people to call us, and well, then they charge it. us back robocall yeah. protection or something. Think about all the things your cell phone is giving you. Yeah, they gotta sell your data somehow. Yes. <laughs> Which I don't blame them, but don't call me ever. Like, can you do that? Can I pay three dollars a month? That's probably what they're gonna do. There's a surcharge to not keep these numbers. Well, the guy talks, and some of them are friendly, but... Uh, it, it could be an app that these people have downloaded on their phones, because you download most things for free, and they're like, hey, here's the number to this person, take it. <laughs> hey, it's five bucks. Well, not only that, and you got their was, number to call them up about there was a whatever podcast. random things they have. There was a podcast about this. The guy actually called him back. Did you hear about this? It's going to be no. a quick thing. Guy, uh, I forget the co- podcast. I think it was on uh, Things You Should Know. I, I'm, don't quote me on this. I think it may be different. Just Google it yourself to figure it out. Uh, podcast, I know my father-in-law showed me. Guy got a, um, a robocall from, I think, India. And he ended up tracing the call enough to the point where he showed up in India, took a <laughs> flight there, said, I'll meet you there. Found out about the person that was calling to try to scam him and get the information. Ended up meeting with him, had lunch with him, ended up finding the information out, found out where the call center was, found out that it was closed down like the next day after he tried to search it. Ended up finding out that they were, you know, it was a legit company that was, that were paying people that really didn't have the money that that's what they did. Um, It's a very interesting like 30 minute podcast about how he traced it. So I I would suggest checking that out if you need to as well. That's kind of interesting. It's very interesting Um, because he's like, you can hack me. You talk to the bosses, but there's a lot of things that that's how they make their living. Because that they can get one number out of like thirty calls for any kind of checking account or credit card, and that they would pay for their living expenses for a couple of days or a day. And that people is what grinds my gears. So, so let's wrap this up. There's a few things that I took notes on. One is going to be a grind my gears about ESPN and um, highlights. 
I'll save that. We went about 40 minutes over. That's typical. Goal, which is typical for, for Brady and I. That's probably typical, yeah. But, um, we you know. cut back on that on the next ones, or at least edit this one out to yeah. cut the Yeah, but on. some things that me and Brady had in mind is we pick a random religion and try to learn it and talk about it. Uh-huh. Um, do our research. Yeah, we do our research, learn people that have made fun of it, and, like, Muslim, like, anything. Like, South Park, watching South Park episodes about it. Like, um, but also like looking at the serious aspect of it and just getting an overall view of what this religion is. I think that is pretty interesting. Looking about history, um, just random stuff, political, as you saw how quickly (laughs) we went into politics in here, which is Um, completely fine. And that takes a little bit more. And it's one of those things where, um... What religion is it's going to be a good topic. I think it's going to be a great topic because it does take some time to look over different details um, and how much influence. Religion probably has some of the most influential pluses and minuses for world. Yeah. I want to get I want to get time. Brady on an animal battle debate. Okay. I had one and it's been basically done and I'm just waiting on my POS friend Drew. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we can get the votes tallied. But oh, I definitely want to get... That's crazy. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> if nice. you know what that means, look it up. Uh, everyone's probably on the front right now. I think it means um, point of sale, which means he's, cash, <laughs> he's basically a cash register is what he is. So. Yeah. Nah, um, yeah, we're trying to get the votes on that, but I'd love Brady to to battle somebody for an animal animal how, battle. How does this animal battle work? It Just is... give me a little heads up. All right. So I think we did this like an August or two ago. Um, they had this debate at, at work. 30 times I've heard it, maybe. And wow, I think it was Ryan thought that a tiger would be the silverback gorilla, and Drew mm-hmm. thought the silverback gorilla would be the tiger. And I was like, guys, you talk about it way too much. Let's have you talk about it in person on yeah. a podcast. And then I have a microphone. I will take it to the streets. Whoever gets 10 votes for them wins. If you hear someone say, hey, I think the tiger will win, and you have the silverback gorilla, you okay. say, well, here's the stats on the silverback gorilla. And try to change their mind. But whoever gets the 10 wins. Yep. Okay. So, Sounds I mean, good. Yeah. I think that's a cool ep- I think it's a cool way to have a few episodes. Because who doesn't like debating oh. what animal can beat another animal? I mean, just think about it. Like, we can think cool. of a thousand different animals that yeah. could battle another animal. That'd be cool. Um, and I love thinking of the other guys. Okay. When it comes to like the tuna and the that's shark, pop. that's pop. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "What? Like that? Like I'll get a tuna. I will get like a <laughs> get it. Don't play no shit." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like thinking of like these two animals. Like which one's better? Like obviously, like let's take it to the people. Yeah, I think those would cool. be fun podcasts, and you you could probably get into that. That'd be pretty cool. It'd be interesting to see. I mean, I, I'm not a, a zoologist, although you I don't need to be. Good. None of them are. Okay, cool. One of them did no research, and they was like, <laughs> "I know exactly how much my animal weighs." And he's like, "Uh, mine weighs like eight pounds." Was he <laughs> fasting or was he hungry? I don't know. Yeah, pretty neat. Um, yeah, but those would be cool. Obviously, you're into sports. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be fun. And yeah. just thinking of anything. Now we'll, cool. we'll we'll stay tuned. This is uh, episode one of many, hopefully. As far as uh, time frame, it should you should be pretty good. Um, but I'm glad you guys listened. And I, I had a lot of fun with this. Yeah. Uh, we enjoyed a, a nice dogfish and a, a blue moon beer. Um, yeah. Plus the ones that were in our drinks when we started. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the ones that we were... That's just the, the, the beers we were drinking. 
we had a couple of them, but they were good. And it was a good, it was a good evening. So, yeah. uh, I appreciate the the time. That was good. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening to us go off on some crazy ADHD tangents. Um, if you can please. keep up, please call in. We can give you some phone numbers, and I hope it's not the guy about my diabetes medicine from <laughs> India because I don't have diabetes. And I don't need any help, and he always calls me at the worst possible time. But anyways. Do you remember the man show when it was Jimmy Kimmel, and he's like pretending he's um, Wilford Brimley or something? He's like, I got diabetes. <laughs> and they look like... People a- say di- oh, no, it was, it was him being Carmelone talking yeah, about diabetes. Yeah. like, diabetes. Why do they call it diabetes? They just call it live beetles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carmelone. <laughs> like, they had the fake like legs on them and the muscle yeah. beards. Instead, people are going to be like, oh, man, I'm on diabetes. And people are like, look out. Live beetles coming through. <laughs> and I want somebody, if you can find somebody, we need to research the guy that did the zigzaggies and to chuck the beers. He did lot. I'm pretty oh, sure he died of liver disease. like Fox or something. But he died like shortly after there from drinking too many well, yeah, beers. Because he was drinking like two a night at like four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the, what's his background, and can we find uh, like an e true Hollywood story on his his All life? Right. Well, so. I'll make a note, and we'll try to figure that out. I'm Let's sure IMDb has him as an actor somewhere. Yeah, um, and then we'll start off the next podcast, or somebody can find <laughs> it. Yeah, with that. But um, thank you guys for listening. You can always email us on. Um, on the podcast on everything go to the website thepodcastoneverything.com it'll give you links to every channel we're, or every place we're on which would be like Spotify and iTunes and Google all that I'm not going to say them all Just, if you go there you'll figure it out we also have a link to email us um, the email is info at thepodcastoneverything.com if you want to be on a show or you have an idea for a show you can also email me, and we'll try to get you on. Um, be on the lookout for the new logo, and once we get the new logo, we're going to get music, um, some good intro music that's a little bit different for every show, mm-hmm. um, besides the sports down, ones, yeah. which I'm looking forward to. So thank you guys for listening to this super lengthy podcast. <laughs> But very entertaining. I enjoyed it. Trust me, it'll be it'll be sh- it'll just be shortened and sweet. And I appreciate everybody's time. And mm-hmm. thanks for having me again, Dan. And uh, talk to you guys soon. Well, thank-